Damn. Kara Carlyle coughed and pulled the moistened bandana up over her nose again. It didn't help much, but anything was better than nothing. Squinting against the ever-present smoke, she wriggled to make her position on the narrow ledge more comfortable and checked her single piece of climbing hardware. It didn't budge when she tugged on it. Sweat dribbled from beneath her snug-fitting helmet and stung her eyes. Piton secure. What happens when I run out of water? Will the smoke do me in before thirst drives me mad? Climbing. John's voice echoed off the canyon walls. Take your time. Be careful, she yelled. I've only got a single pin in. It's okay for me, but... As soon as the words were out, she rapidly hammered in another piton a few inches farther up, looping the rope through a second locking carabiner. The clatter of aluminum hanging off John's gear rack told her he was getting closer. More to kill time than anything else, she examined the rock face. The crack she'd chosen to defeat the thousand-foot wall zigged upward as far as she could see, but she couldn't see all the way to the top, not even close. Fire raging through Kings Canyon National Park spread below them and made this route irreversible. They couldn't retreat, so she crossed her fingers and breathed a silent prayer she'd chosen well. Fires weren't all that unusual. They rampaged through the Sierra Nevada mountains every summer, especially as runoff from the last season's snow diminished to a trickle. But some idiot of a work crew boss must have brought in explosives to finish needed trail repairs. One of the fires had likely gotten too close, a stash of dynamite detonated, and the autumn dry forest went up like a torch. Kara had been high on the eastern escarpment of Dragon Peak watching it happen. To escape, she'd led her clients, there'd been three of them then, over an unknown, and as far as she knew, previously unclimbed route down toward Ray Lakes. They'd ended up miles from their camp on the wrong side of a 13,000-foot ridge. Wind had thwarted her, fanning the fire with breakneck speed and narrowing retreat possibilities. Ah, oh, shit, she muttered through clenched teeth as memory jabbed her mercilessly. Her next route choice had been a mistake, forcing them high onto this rock wall. So many other mistakes peppered her slightly less than 35 years, she winced. Having kicked the door to looking back wide open, she stood at the lintel, an unwilling witness to her travesty of a girlhood. About the only thing she hadn't done wrong back then was running away from her drug-addled mother and Betty, her mom's bitch of a partner, the second she finished high school. She still remembered that afternoon, saw herself as a gangly 17-year-old, ratty valise clutched in one hand, trying to rouse her mother enough to tell her goodbye. She'd finally given up. It didn't matter much one way or the other, since her mother wouldn't remember. Goodbyes were for the living, and drugs had killed her mother's humanity. Betty's words slammed against her as she headed out the door. You'll never amount to nothing. Nope, nothing but trouble from you. Your ma'd be better off if you was dead. Kara shivered, swallowing around a lump that formed in her smoke-sore throat. Once the memories wakened, it was pointless to stem their tide. Might as well let them roll. In rapid succession, she shuffled through her years of waitressing in a brief stint with a cruise line she'd left the minute it became clear other things were expected of their hostess staff. After that, she'd found Leaf, or he found her. She'd never been sure quite which. Crack climber, ace skier, Leaf had been a mountain man to the core. He was also a drunk and a womanizer and nasty as all get out, but he had taught her about the mountains. It had been Leaf, nagging, pushing, and criticizing, who'd seen she got her certification as a guide. If it wouldn't have been for the avalanche that obliterated the entire group he'd been leading up Annapurna, she supposed she'd still be with him. Miserable, but at least not alone. After Leaf's death, she'd pretty much shunned men. 
She snorted under her breath, and her face contorted into a scowl. No matter how far I run, I can't get away from Ma and Betty. Kara squeezed her eyes shut tight and forced herself to focus. Wallowing in the past was an indulgence. She tucked her raggedy black braids more firmly into her bright red windbreaker. Hair caught fire fast. Her helmet protected most of it, but it was best if she kept the rest covered. Looking at the flames raging 500 feet below, she felt an almost unbearable urge to just let go and finish things off. Bad call, sister, she hissed. I have to stay in the moment. I lost the other two. I owe it to John to hold it together. A flash of pain tugged at her attention and she realized she'd bitten through her lower lip. The jangle of John's hardware grew louder and movement intensified on the rope. Easy now, she called down. You're close. Here, let me just scoot up to the next ledge. Not yet, he rasped. She heard an odd undernote in his voice, and he was panting. Not good. 